0: Who's got internet that's never lagging? Whose groceries do their own bagging? Who's got hair worth extra bragging? With pants that aren't too sagging? They only put up with a little nagging. Who's hotter than a fire-breathing dragon? Jack Wagon.: What is up you bunch of jack wagons? back again for another episode? Uh, it's great every twice a week we get to meet here. Uh, and and discuss sports for the Mola Mafia, um, and I, I I'm sure I know how George feels. It, it's very exciting for me. Um, one, I love sports, and two, uh, I love talking about sports, and three, I love George. So I get three great things, and I get to share it with you uh, twice a week. Um, George probably loves me less, but it is what it is. He still enjoys doing the podcast. <laughs>
1: This is the last time we we're allowed to
0: do the intro. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Because I said you love me less? Whatever. I thought it was great. <laughs> so anyway, uh, we have a good episode for you here. Uh, a lot of stuff to unpack. Uh, we got the uh, division. Yeah, uh, a lot. Of stuff yeah, very um, hockey-heavy
1: episode after we get through all the NFL stuff. It is a very
0: hockey-heavy episode. And it feels right. It feels right. It's good timing for it. NFL, you know, there's game- getting less and less games. Um, I'm getting into hockey. is trying to get back into hockey. Um, it's a great time. It's a really great time for it. Um, but nonetheless, a lot to unpack, a lot to get through. And, and we're start, starting off hot, as we always do with the NFL. Uh, four big divisional games coming up this weekend. Uh, we're going to go ahead and start it off with the NFC. Uh, first matchup we got is the 49ers at Packers. George, go ahead. Tell me tell, how you feel about this game.
1: I, I feel very conflicted. I mean, you and I just talked about it before we hopped on here. Um, I I feel like this one's very hard to call. And it, listen, I it's not because I don't have faith in the Packers. Like I understand the Packers are obviously one of the best teams in the NFL this year. Um, Aaron Rodgers has been playing at an MVP caliber every time he steps on the field. I don't think there's been one week where he went out there and played and didn't look like an MVP candidate. But it always seems whenever the 49ers play the Packers in the playoffs, they just seem to have their number. So I'm just very conflicted, but I'm, I'm going to take the Packers. I think that uh, if they're ever going to have a year where they win the championship, it, it's going to be this year.
0: Yeah. And quite honestly, if this was, if this was the, uh, the conference championship, I probably wouldn't even look at the Packers. <laughs> <laughs> um, just, just out of like, just out of history. Um, now obviously they do have a Super Bowl win so Aaron Rodgers has made it past there, you know, once. Um, but mm-hmm. nonetheless, uh like George said, we talked about this before the show. I was also conflicted. Um I if it was in San Fran, I told George if it was in San Fran, I'd pick the 49ers all day. Um I I think they're they're at their hottest peak of the season at the right time in the playoffs. Um they've been playing well. No, they've been playing great. Not just well, they've been playing great. Um, and and I think that I think that Aaron Rodgers and that Green Bay team might take them for granted a little bit. Uh, it's a team that you know they they had their high spots and they had their low spots throughout the season, but they dealt with a lot of injuries, um, throughout. And and I think right now they're healthy. They look great, playing great. And and I think I think San Fran's going to steal one here.
1: An interesting uh, choice. Fair, yeah, but fair. like I said, I, it's very. I, I feel like this is gonna be a very, very close game, uh, down to the wire, and it could go yeah. either way. But I just think in the vision the, in the, the divisional round, I, I have the Packers. Like you said, if this is the the championship game, I would I would probably take the Forty ers
0: <laughs> Yeah. Um. And and yes, it's probably. I I didn't look at the weather report for the game, but it's probably gonna be cold. Um. We talked about it, it just slightly. Just. One degree, maybe two degrees colder in Green Bay than it is in San Fran. Obviously, um, you know, it's quite honestly, I I personally think that weather is starting to have less and less to do with performance, um, especially in, uh, or obviously, especially in the NFL. It'll it'll be
1: twenty one degrees with uh, winds ten to twenty one miles an hour. Um, Oof. the low that night, I think that, I can't remember if this is the first or second game on Saturday. Um. But the low that night is negative one. So, oh my! Uh, and who who knows how bad the windchill is going to be? So,
0: yeah, yeah t- ten to twenty so. mile an hour winds. Yeah, it's, it's, so yes, this it's is an eight fifteen game. So that that is that is very important. Oh yeah, uh, we're,
1: we're gonna be in the negatives. So, oh yeah,
0: yeah. And and like I said, I the weather. I think uh, the weather was what was keeping Green Bay in it for me. Like I I wanted the Forty ers Um, like I said, I think they've been playing great. They're honestly the way they've been playing. They're my Uh, they're my Super Bowl pick at this point. Now, I'm not saying that they are the best team in the playoffs, but the way that they are playing and the way that they have momentum on on their side, they are, at this point, my Super Bowl pick. So we'll see if that stands after this weekend. But moving on uh, to another California team and another very good quarterback, or facing another good quarterback, uh, we have the Los Angeles Rams at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Tell me, George, who you got in this one?
1: This the uh all four of these games this weekend I think are gonna be a,
0: a, a definitely a lot more fun to watch. This is a than great weekend, weekend of football. Yeah. um,
1: very hard for me, but I th- I think. Then again, I the thought that last Buccaneers. Week too, but yeah, people were getting blown out. <laughs> I think the Buccaneers are just a little bit more consistent on offense than the Rams. Um, they both have great defenses. Um, and it does suck for the Buccaneers that they're missing all the wide receivers basically, but um. Tom Brady has that ability to take a no-name off the street and make them an all-pro wide receiver. Um, so at the end of the day, that doesn't really scare me from picking them. Um, but like I said, I just feel like their offense is a little bit more consistent than the Rams. Stafford can either go out there and look like an MVP, or he can go out there and throw four picks and you know ruin their chances. Um, so for that reason, I'm going to pick uh,
0: Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. It's it's never a bad choice to to choose Tom Brady in a game ever, especially in the playoffs. Ever. Yeah, especially in the playoffs. Yeah, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to disagree with you on this one, and that probably means that Matt Stafford is gonna throw those four picks. Um, but it is what it is. Uh, after watching that last game, uh, they uh, again, they look great. Uh, that defense is solid, top to bottom. Uh, the only true proven um wide receiver that tom brady has other than gronk um is mike evans and mike evans and jalen ramsey are going to be going at it all night long um or all afternoon i guess is this a night game or is this yeah a, either yeah. Way. Yeah, I think okay. so, yeah all night long um all game long we'll make it easy, all game long um and then obviously you have aaron donald von miller um and don't get me wrong the bugs defense is good too uh, great, even. Um, and and it, it's this game is really going to c- come down to Matt Stafford. If he plays like he played last weekend, I, I, think, I, I don't think they're going to run away with it by any means because it's still Tom Brady in the playoffs. Um, but I think they're definitely going to... I think a lot of people are looking at Tom Brady and the Buccaneers right now and thinking there's no way they don't get past this Rams team, especially um, when people think about the inconsistencies that Matt Stafford has had um throughout the year but right now like i said last week they played like a playoff team i think this week they continue to play o- play like a playoff team and go on to meet uh Jimmy Garoppolo in the uh conference finals
1: i uh i i should really start putting the times in here i'm going to write this stuff up but they they are the three o'clock <laughs> game on sunday okay
0: yeah ah, it, we do it all the time anyway it is what it is i the time necessarily isn't really that important. I mean, unless we're talking about like weather, but whatever. It would, at least that way we don't sound like idiots. Well, I mean, we sound like idiots anyway, but mm-hmm. regardless, over to the AFC side, uh, we have what could. Uh, these two AFC games are, I, I think, are going to. I think all these games are going to be close, but I think these two AFC games are going to be just wild. Um. first of all uh, we have the Cincinnati Bengals at the Tennessee Titans uh, Bengals um, just got their sack leader Trey Hendrickson cleared to play for Sunday after clearing concussion protocols and Derek Henry returned to full contact practice on Tuesday and is expected to play Saturday um, yeah, so definitely we're going to see these two teams at their best and I, uh, <laughs> I'm excited to see Derrick Henry come back because he's gonna be pissed. He's 100% gonna be pissed. Um, but tell me, George, this is gonna be a great one. Who's walking away?
1: I think, and this, is, this feels so weird to say after the past few years, but I'm gonna take the Bengals. And you bet your
0: sweet bipper.
1: <laughs> um, it, it it is nothing against Tennessee. It and I think Derrick Henry is gonna just run all over uh the Bengals defense just cuz nobody nobody can stop Derrick Henry. Um but I don't think anybody can stop that Bengals offense either with Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase. Um I think they're just too too good together. Um and I think this is going to be a ridiculously high-scoring game, but at the end of the day, I think it's going to get put on the shoulders of Ryan Tannehill and I just don't think Tannehill's good enough
0: to to do that. Um so I I have Cincinnati winning. I agree, and if you're the Bengals, like now, granted you, they have AJ Brown, Julio Jones, um, so obviously like you have to be concerned a little bit, but in all reality, the Titans are as good as, uh, oh my God, Ryan Tannehill. Um, the Titans are as good as Ryan Tannehill plays, and Ryan Tannehill, Tannehill has been a serviceable QB uh, during his career, but. He's no Joe Burrow, and if they start focusing on the run a little more, um, trying to slow Henry down, I, I again, I think Henry's going to come out pissed. Um, but when you're away from the game for that long, you're not in game shape. Quite honestly, I don't care if you're Derek Henry or Jesus himself; you just it, you're not used to it. You you haven't been on the field, taking hits, running the ball. So I'm I'm interested to see how well he actually does i think he's going to do good it's derrick henry the man was still the leading rusher like four weeks after his last game played. like it's derrick henry he's going to run he's going to run successfully um how the Bengals handle that and how how well they keep ryan Tannehill from taking over the game is going to be crucial for them on defense um, obviously uh, joey b uh jamar chase t higgins all of them um, that offense is going to need to do what they always do, uh, but I also I, I agree with George here. Uh, I have Cincinnati winning this one again. Nothing against the Titans. This this is a Titans team that if they, if they had a quarterback a tick above Ryan Tannehill, I think they're Super Bowl champions. Uh, that that's just it. I I think that Ryan Tannehill is going to hold this team back, even if they end up going on to win this game. Um, you know you have Derrick Henry, but let's be honest, they've had Derrick Henry for how many years? Um, you know he's. He's the best running back in the league by all means, but he cannot efficiently carry a team to a Super Bowl. Um, obviously, their defense is good, but I don't think that defense is good enough to keep up with uh, Joey B and the Bengals. So I'm also going with Cincinnati. And last, but certainly, certainly not least in what it will probably be the highest scoring game this weekend, we have the Buffalo Bills at the Kansas City Chiefs. And tell me, George... For the final time in the NFL, who you got winning this one?
1: Give me the Bills. For the final time
0: in the NFL in this podcast. I should say. Yeah, th- this
1: week. This week. Yes, this week. Um, yeah, give me the Bills. Um, I just, their offense has clicked more and more the last few weeks. I mean, especially last weekend. Like I said, they were the first team. Uh, I don't know if ever, but in a hell of a long time to uh, have a perfect offensive night uh, in a playoff game. And their defense is looking really, really good right now. Now, I'm like you said, I'm sure they're going to look like shit Sunday night. Um, just because the Chiefs' offense is also looking really good. Um, but I think the Bills get a little bit of revenge for last year. Um, so, yeah, I'm taking the Bills.
0: Yeah. Um, and, Grinton, I'm going to have to agree with you on this one. Um, one, because I'm slightly biased. But two, I, I genuinely think – so, first of all, compare the defense's I think that Buffalo has the ability to stop um, Kansas city. Uh, We've seen this season that Kansas city can be stopped, or I should say at least slowed down um, and at least managed. Uh, I think Buffalo's defense has the ability to do that. I don't think the chiefs defense has the ability to slow down Buffalo, especially the way if they play like they played or even close to how they played last week. It's, it's over. Um, You know, when, when it comes to the chiefs, they have their big playmaking ability. And Patrick Mahomes, but when that big playmaking ability is there, and you make them actually march down the field, um, they—I I don't want to say they struggle because Andy Reid's still a genius. Um, he knows what he's doing. He knows just how to win. Um, but when you take that big play ability away, they—they they definitely um, aren't as efficient of a team. Um, and Buffalo's offense against that defense is a mismatch all day long. Josh Allen is here to prove Josh Allen wanted an MVP this year. And obviously the way that he played, especially early on in the season, um, you know, that got taken away. So I, I think Josh Allen is playing mad. Josh Allen is playing like he's got something to prove. He's got a chip on his shoulder. And I, I don't think he stops till he reaches the Super Bowl. I really don't. Um sort of wrap that up, George and I, conflicting picks on the NFC side. We both agreed on the AFC side. Should be a yeah. good weekend. So just um, just want
1: to say uh, congratulations, Titans and the
0: Chiefs then. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> right. Might as well go ahead and, and mark them down as W's now. Um, and last, in the, in the NFL, this is actually something I wanted to talk about just a tiny bit. I don't want to get too extensive into this because there's not a whole lot to talk about. But Bruce Arians is being fined $50,000 for slapping Andrew Adams' helmet during the game on Sunday. He is, um, what's the word I'm looking for here? Basically, he's arguing against it. I can't think of the word. It was just on the tip of my tongue, and now it's not there. Um, but, but, yeah, he's appealing. Appealing. There we go. I couldn't think of the word. Um, and let me tell you, I watched the video. I actually watched the video 10 times to make sure that, like, I wasn't missing anything. Uh, and I he can was, tell you.
1: He was I believe, so as somebody who has coached. So for those, ad- so what was happening was, um, was it Rager, I think? Yeah. Pretty sure it was Rager. Rager uh, yeah. muffed the punt, um, first of all, not shocking. Um, but yeah, Yeah. so he he muffed the punt. Uh, Tampa Bay jumped on the ball, and there was a a huge pile there. Well, Andrew Adams was trying to yank a um an Eagles player off the pile, which is a 15 yard penalty. Um, Hmm. so Bruce Arians was there and like yanked him away, and then smacked him over like the back of the head, basically like, what the hell are you doing? Um, and he came in, and as as a coach, I don't agree with like. Now, if he would have maliciously just like started punching him or like smacked him with the head multiple times, um, then that okay, yeah, that's obviously an issue. But like, he just gave him like a straight up, just like quick little head slap across, yeah, the neck, like, what are you doing?
0: Like, I, you, like you need to be smarter. I got smarter smacked that. upside, yeah, I got smacked harder upside my helmet in high, in high school. Like, this yeah. man's getting paid millions of dollars, he can take a little bonk on the head. Yeah. Like, my son's taking harder hits than that in the head, he's two years old. I, yeah. I, I, it just seems like to be honest, a waste of time, but But it's like, he he even
1: came out and is, uh, they, so they asked him about it in an interview and he's like, yeah, I'm not sorry. He's like, we just had a huge momentum changing play and this guy's trying to ruin and give us a 15 yard penalty. He's like, yeah, I'm going to treat him like a dumbass. And I was like, yeah, all right, that's fair. Yeah. Fair.
0: Good job. Like, that's what I like to see. And it's not just like, it's an accountability thing. Like, and that shows you that Bruce Arians knows what he's doing and does it on purpose. Like yeah. Bruce Arians doesn't do nothing off of emotions or on accident. If he smacks you upside the head, it's because he wants to smack you upside the head and he ain't sorry, but you're not,
1: he's not urban Meyer out here to run around kicking his leg or, or kicking yeah,
0: his kick. Yeah. He's leg. not kicking kickers in the leg or finger popping assholes or nothing. Like he's again, I, I couldn't count on my fingers and toes. How many times coaches smacked me in the helmet. It, like, They'll smack you harder in the helmet for making a good play. Like he <laughs> it, Just stupid, stupid. NFL being the NFL, stupid. Anyway, uh, why don't we go ahead and send it on over to George before I get worked up about this so he can talk about some NCAA men's basketball.
1: Yeah, uh, continue on with men playing with balls. Um, last night, uh, LSU upset Alabama. Er, sorry, Alabama upset LSU. I have that back. There you go. Um, Words are hard. 70 to 67 uh lsu was ranked 13th i want to say um alabama had just got knocked out of the rankings um so but it was a great game uh the funniest part was is absolutely nobody from alabama showed up like it was at alabama and the, like half the stands were empty um and i guess they forgot the football season's over
0: was that the game i remember seeing someone on twitter was that the game that uh bettors were pissed because they didn't cover the spread because they were missing free throws was that I, that I'm, game? I'm not sure. I don't know. Okay. I was. I was more. I was more, fo- I was more focused on something else it. going on.
1: Uh, which That's I true. unfortunately need to talk about right now. Um, Villanova. Um. Damn it, Villanova was upset by Marquette <laughs> last night, fifty-seven, fifty-four. Um, just horrible shooting in the last like two minutes. Um, couldn't make layups or mid-range jumpers to save our lives. Um. Marquette is. I couldn't is always, tell you the
0: last time I've seen a villain. It probably happens. I just probably haven't noticed it, but I can't tell you the last time I've seen a Villanova score in the fifties.
1: <laughs> it happens often. It's just. Normally, Does it? Yeah. Normally, it's just because they have really great defense and they don't shoot like shit. That's um, but yeah. Um. So, but yeah, Marquette has a couple big wins now. Um, uh, I mean they are always a, a really tough team to play in the Big East. Um. Yeah, Shaka Smart is there. Nick and I were talking about this the other day off air, but. Um, I honestly forgot Shaka Smart was there. I forgot he got I can't remember if he he left or if he was fired from Texas, but um but he's always has very uh tough defensive teams. Um so it, it'll be interesting to see how the Big East shakes out the rest of the year. because um, they don't have like any like one standout team. Um they're all kind of grouped there. Like you have Villanova, Xavier, Marquette, um UConn is doing really well. I think who else? Seton Hall, Seton Hall's up there too. Mm, yeah. Um, but yeah, they 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 have a a lot of great teams. Um, so it'd be interesting how that shakes out the rest of the year, uh, and especially come tournament time when these guys start playing like other top ranked teams. Like we obviously saw Villanova got spanked by uh, Baylor to begin the season, but uh, everything come tournament time is so much different. Um, so uh, I'll be interested to see how far the Big East teams go in in the tournament this year uh going forward um some big games we got this weekend Uh, michigan state at wisconsin uh nick who do you got
0: um i'm gonna have to go with wisconsin on this one uh they're at home um I, i think michigan state is gonna come out fired up after the loss they just took but wisconsin at home they've been playing some great basketball a uh, big divisional matchup i i think wisconsin's gonna walk away with this one
1: uh, i'm i'm gonna agree with you um wisconsin has finally started imposing their style of play on other teams um they they took a while to start doing that this year i remember when they played ohio state earlier in the year ohio state just you know ran all over them and wisconsin couldn't enforce their physical play um they've done a lot better with that lately um and i think they they keep it going especially at at home if this is at michigan state i think i'd take michigan state but wisconsin yeah. at home whether it's football basketball whatever sport is is just very tough uh a tough environment um probably the game of the weekend uh number 10 kentucky at number 2 auburn uh both teams played last night and won uh nick who do you got
0: uh again i'm going to have to go with the with the higher ranked team here uh, i'm going to take auburn at home I think this is going to be a great game uh, for sure. Kentucky has sort of found their rhythm as of late, started playing like the team they want to play like. Um, Auburn obviously has been hot, in my opinion, should be the number one ranked team um, in college at this point. But nonetheless, uh, both have been playing some great basketball, and and it, it will probably come down to a buzzer beater at the end, but I have Auburn taking this one at home.
1: Again, I'm g- I'm gonna have to agree with you. Um, I think Auburn's just playing ridiculously good basketball right now. Um, they're a lot of fun to watch. Kentucky has really turned their season around here lately. Um, not that they were ever like doing, like really bad or anything like that. Yeah, it's not. But uh, they definitely weren't playing like to their normal Kentucky standards. Um, but I think Auburn's just on another level right now. So I'm gonna take Auburn. Uh, then next up we have LSU at
0: Tennessee. Uh, of course LSU just lost last night. Nick, who do you got? I'm going to have to, uh, uh, for the first time today, I'm going to have to take the away the away team in, in this uh, basketball matchup. I'm going to take LSU. Um, I, I think after that, that loss, uh, they're going to come out pissed off. And Tennessee, quite honestly, just hasn't really been able to get going with what they want to get going. And, um, you know, while LSU has had their moments this year, I think this is definitely still going to be a great game. Um, but I, i'm gonna take lsu upsetting upsetting the the uh, longhorns longhorns Longhorn? i'm sorry Why is what is it what yeah i'm like i had to keep repeating it to like remind myself how dumb i was for yeah. saying it you know what yeah. i mean you ever have one of those moments oh yeah like, I, guess I, I, just, I guess i just i guess i just seen the t and i was like longhorns and i was like wait a second <laughs> the yeah. volunteers yeah there you go so we can get on the same page here um I'm an idiot. Uh, Yes, I have LSU upsetting the Volunteers at home.
1: I'm going to go the other way. I'm going to take Tennessee. Uh, I think Tennessee's had a rough few weeks, and now they're getting home. Uh, LSU um, I think is going to get exposed, uh, just like they did last night. Um, So I'm I'm going to take Tennessee at home. Uh, Last game, not last top 25 game this weekend, uh, we have the red-hot Texas Tech uh Red Raiders Nick those are the Red Raiders Okay um, thank you George Yep Uh <laughs> of course now that they, they upset Baylor last week uh but then turned around and lost uh I think it was Oklahoma State No the, the Texas I don't know they they turned around and lost No it was Kansas State actually I I knew it was a, a state in there Um <laughs> so yeah, Texas Tech lost to Kansas State last weekend um but they go on the road to the Kansas Jayhawks
0: um oh, I thought it was the Wildcats
1: Yeah Uh Nick do you got <laughs>
0: I was looking at this one, and I was thinking about it. I was thinking real hard, because I was like, because mm. I want to take the upset, because you know how I am. I love me a good upset. I love me a good underdog. And Texas Tech, like you said, um, has been red hot. Um, but Kansas, uh, they're a well-coached team, and they don't lose often to teams they shouldn't lose to. But with that being said, I'm calling the Texas Tech upset.
1: I'm going to go with, with Kansas. Um... Allen Fieldhouse is just a ridiculous environment to play in and Texas Tech is really good. Uh you know case in point they just beat Baylor uh at home but um I think Kansas is is getting on a roll right now with with their offense. Um and just playing at home I'm I'm going to take Kansas in this one. Um so that wraps up our uh men's basketball weekend preview. Um we're going to throw it over to Nick to talk about some women's
0: basketball. Ooh, yes sir. Oh. Women's basketball in here. Uh, first, we're going to go ahead. We're going to go over the top 10, and we're going to discuss a couple of top 25 matchups we got coming up. Uh, so we got – right, I'm going to count it down for you. I was going to count it up, but I'm going to count it down for you. Number 10, we have Arizona. Number 9, we have UConn. Not to seeing UConn down on number 9. Number 8, we have Michigan. Number 7, Ohio State. Number 6, Indiana. And your top 5. Number 5 is Tennessee. Number 4 is NC State. Three is Louisville, two is Stanford, and one is South Carolina. Those two names you get used to seeing at the top. But with that being said, our first matchup of the weekend we have, and I just want to point out here that George and I have no clue what we're talking about with the women's college basketball. So we're pretty much just going to take a shot here and see how how close we get. Um, But first matchup, we have Louisville at NC State. Tell me, George, who you got winning that one?
1: Uh, I'm going to take NC State at home. Um, I'm I'm actually going to watch this game, um, and I don't w- want to sound misogynistic, I guess, when I say that. Um, but anytime you you have top ranked teams going at it like this, it's going to be entertaining. Um, I think it's going to be a lot of fun to watch. Um, but yeah, I'm going to take NC State at home.
0: Yes, sir. I'm going to I'm going to have to agree with you on that one. I I shouldn't have said that we know absolutely nothing. Because um, I I can't speak for you, but I at least know. Um, somewhat, I do know that NC State is a good team. Um, not that Louisville is a bad team by any means, um, but NC State is. G- girls basketball is different. Like the teams that are up top usually tend to be up top, um, and I-, I think it's slowly catching up with uh, the men's basketball as far as uh, players spreading out to get playing time. Um, but I-, I think we're still a little far away from you know how even like the men's basketball is right now, but. Nonetheless, I have NC State at home. And our second matchup of the weekend, we have North Carolina at Georgia Tech. George told me these were top 20. Oh, never mind. They're top 25 matchups. I'm dumb. Anyway, uh, North Carolina at Georgia Tech. Who you got? Sometimes, like, I wish I would think through things sometimes before I start, like, using my mouth. But <laughs> Pause. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Oh shit! Can you just tell me who you <laughs> think's gonna win the damn game? <laughs> um, g- <laughs> give me North Carolina. <laughs> uh, oh my god! <sighs> Sometimes you just dig your own holes. Anyway, um, I, I'm gonna have to agree with you. Just be whatever. I'm gonna. <laughs> I said dig, George. I know. I just- okay. Okay. Oh, you're still laughing. I got you. I got you. But I'm gonna have to agree with you just because that is my team. So anyway, moving on. Before, we, or before I say anything else embarrassing, uh, we have Tennessee at Georgia. Tell me, Georgie, who you got?
1: No, so that's what I was writing this yesterday. Uh, Georgia Tech and Georgia were back to back, and I literally wrote Georgie at first. I was like, oh shit, I fucked that up. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: Hiya, Georgie. Oh,
1: I don't, uh, give me Tennessee. Uh, I'm going to take Tennessee. The, the Lady Vols are, are always a really good team.
0: The old Lady Longhorns. Yeah. Yes, I. uh, I'm gonna take. Okay, all right. I know I started interrupting there. Sorry, I love you. Anyway, I'm gonna have to agree with you on this one. Uh, like you said, the Lady Vols—they always seem to be one of those teams that um are at the top and performing well. Um, obviously it's a home game. Georgia fans uh, aren't as big into basketball as they are into their football. Um, not saying they don't like their basketball down there. They, they have their they have their fun down there, but. Uh, I think Tennessee is going to walk away with this one. Uh, and next up, we have Colorado at Arizona. George, who you got one in this?
1: Uh, I'm going to take Arizona. Uh, we're we're going to get to a story here in a minute about um, how pissed off they are. Uh, so yeah, I'm going to take Arizona.
0: Yeah, I'm going to have to agree with you on this one. And it more than likely, I'm going to call Arizona by 28. Um, and last but not least, we have Iowa State. At Baylor, for the final time in the women's basketball for this episode, George, who's winning it? Uh, give me Iowa State. I think I'm gonna have to agree with you on that one. Uh, mainly, I I don't know. It's just one of those feelings. I have to be honest. I read Iowa State at Baylor and felt Iowa, so or felt Iowa State. So that's who we're gonna have to go with. Um, so would you like to talk about this story, or or do you want me to go over?
1: It? No, it's it's all you.
0: Okay, all right, so after Oregon upset—this is why George said Arizona was going to be pissed off— after Oregon upset Arizona last week, 68-66, to 66, Arizona head coach, I guess that's Adia Barnes, uh, flipped off Oregon head coach Kelly Graves during the game. She then laid into the referees in the post-game presser, saying the team was homered and the refs weren't calling things fair, but that is what you expect in the Pac-12. Barnes later apologized on Twitter— because everybody later apologizes on Twitter and added more fuel to the fire. <laughs> they, don't, they don't ever apologize face to face. It's always no. Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> oh, didn't you,
1: you, didn't, you didn't see my tweet? Oh, uh, I'm yeah, sorry, bro. Right? Like, yeah, no, whatever. I blocked you after you flipped me off. The fuck you mean? <laughs>
0: yeah, right. <laughs> so, anyway, and added more fuel to the fire, saying that despite the disrespect and being cussed at numerous times, I should not have responded back. Graves said everything was being overblown and neither side was doing any more than the other. The two teams play again on February fourth at Arizona. Definitely uh, a game or a day on. I really, I hope
1: to God that's on national TV and I will watch the shit out of that game.
0: Oh, definitely. I hope there's a fight. Me too. Like I didn't, I didn't get to see a fight in my hockey game the other night. I want to see one in women's basketball because why not? Yeah.
1: Uh, no, I was I, I. This was one of those stories I, where I'm very glad I read the whole article before, like, because I'm like writing it up, and at first it just said that like she she apologized or whatever, uh, and then like a paragraph down it says in her tweet she went on and then she talked about how like she was getting cussed at the whole time and all this other stuff. I was like, oh, oh shit! <laughs> like, okay, like yeah, she was a little, little validated, and like in her actions there, but it was just it was wild to read, uh, and not something I I expected to read. Um so, yeah, i I'm, I'm very excited for that February fourth game.
0: Yeah, good story nonetheless. Yeah.
1: So, uh, moving on. Finally, we get to talk a lot about hockey. A lot. Um, some some quick news. Uh, the NHL on Wednesday, uh, released a new schedule. Uh, so they had I th- I believe it was 105 total games were postponed because of COVID, uh, or COVID reasons. Um, so the NHL has come up with a plan to make up 98 of those games. Um. And still be able to finish the season on time, uh, the regular season on time, uh, April twenty ninth. That's a very important day, Nick. Um, you know why? Why?
0: It's, it's oh, that's that's. Oh, that's your wedding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, like it took me a second. I was <laughs> no, sitting so there like, do oh, tell
1: me you forgot." Um, but yeah, no. So uh, yeah, so they're they're still trying to finish the regular season on time by April twenty ninth. Uh, they want to crown the new champion. Um, by I believe it was the right at the beginning of June. Um, that way they can get back into the regular season cycles of you know the, the regular off season and start of the new season in October. Um, so they can stop trying to kill their players. And I just want to say so like I like I understood like obviously like everything got put on pause in spring of 2020. Uh, finished over the summer, um, and then they just delayed, like delayed obviously the start of the next season. Why do like why wouldn't you just again have a shortened season and try to finish it on time then rather than like drag this out because like obviously we didn't know that everything's gonna be going on for this long but like why are you like still trying to like rectify things that happened three years ago now or yeah oh two years ago now new, I know man. that just always like bugged me how they had like the shortened season and then a ridiculously like long normal season that went into just never mind um. <laughs> So the NFL Well, like I, I want the to know NHL. what with
0: the player association thinks about this cuz in my mind like well, a lot of this they, gonna... they did
1: together. Yeah. Well, they, they worked okay, on a lot yeah. of this together. So.
0: Uh, well, then at that point like I I don't know. I mean this to me this sounds like hey, we're about to shove a whole lot of games into a very short period of time. Yeah. I mean, I yeah. guess it probably sounds worse too cuz you imagine all the teams and their games and stuff, so right. I guess it probably really isn't that bad.
1: I mean, you think about it, it's it's 98 games. That have been rescheduled. There's 32 teams, so 32,
0: so that'd be like three games extra. Yeah, it's yes. And I mean, it's
1: it's not it's games that they would have already played. It's not just like, yeah random games. Um, that's true. That's fair. That that's getting added on. Um, so the NHL has moved around 23 uh different games uh to accommodate the schedule, and added 95 games over the originally intended uh Olympic break in February, um. So I and honestly I forget now and I, I feel terrible about about forgetting this. I, I don't know if the NHL is allowing players to go to the Olympics this year. No, they're not. They're they're not at least last okay. hour, I, they weren't. I'm, no. I pre- like I remember they they said it was it was up to them, and that's why they put the break in. Um, and then yeah, sorry, I, I remember there was a big like they, a lot of players were pissed off. Uh, and I remember it was, but that came out like a while back before this article or this news came out. Yeah. Yeah, um, I
0: believe it was when they when they shut the season down. Yeah, um, f- for these games that were missed, I believe is when they right. made that decision.
1: Um, yeah. So no more Olympic breaks. Uh, so there will not be any NHL players in the Olympics. Uh, in other news, uh, the All Star rosters were announced. Uh, we mentioned this on Tuesday. Uh, we're gonna go over all these uh All Stars now. Uh, in the Metropolitan Division, uh, we have Sebastian Aho. From Carolina, making his second appearance. Huh. Uh
0: huh. Oh what?
1: Uh-huh. Yeah. What is a he? Ho. he's a hoe. <laughs> uh, we have Claude Drew, uh, the trash can from Philadelphia, making his seventh appearance. Jake Gensel, woo, uh, from Pittsburgh, Ooh. making his first appearance. Jack Hughes, uh, from the Devils, making his first appearance. Chris Kreider from the Rangers, making his second appearance. Ovechkin. Uh from the capitals, making his eighth appearance, he is also going to be the captain of the metro team. Adam Fox from the Rangers, making his first appearance, Adam Pellich from the Islanders, making his first appearance uh Zach and I, listen i'm gonna I, I'm gonna get into another list after this, and I am apologizing right now i I'm gonna butcher a lot of these names um, <laughs> I'm just not a cultured man, so I apologize now uh, you can come at me on twitter um. I apologize.
0: Don't have that Canadian.
1: Uh, but yeah, so we have Zach Wernetski uh, from Columbus making his second appearance. Frederick Anderson uh, from the Carolina goalie making his second appearance. And Tristan Jari, my boy, uh, from Pittsburgh making his second appearance as well. Over in the Atlantic Division, Drake Batherson from Ottawa making his first appearance. Patrice Bergeron from Boston making his third Jonathan Huberto from Florida, making his second. Dylan Larkin, a Detroit forward, making his second appearance. Austin Matthews from Toronto, making his fourth. Steven Stamkos from Tampa Bay, making his seventh appearance. Uh, I forget, Austin Matthews is also the captain of this uh, team. Nick Suzuki. Wow, why did I stutter so bad over that?
0: I. I wasn't sure if you stuttered or like hiccuped or I didn't yeah. know what happened.
1: <laughs> I, it's like anytime I go to say my Z's, it's like my mouth just like clenches. I'm like, Z-Z-Z-Z-Z-Z. so Nick <laughs> Suzuki, there we go. Nick Suzuki from Montreal making his first appearance. Rasmus Dalin from Buffalo making his first appearance. Victor Hedman from Tampa Bay, his third. Jack Campbell, the goalie from Toronto, his first. Andre Vasilevsky, oh, my, Vasilevsky.
0: Uh, I was gonna, It's. I didn't know his actual name, but it sounded yeah. pretty good to me. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, from Tampa Bay, making his fourth uh, Central Division. Uh, Kyle Connor from Winnipeg, making his first. Alex, oh Jesus, Alex <laughs> the Brin Sure, sounds good. From Chicago, making his first. Nazim Kadri from Colorado, making his first. <laughs> <laughs> he. He. <laughs> Kirill. Kirill. God damn, bro! <laughs> oh,
0: God.
1: Kirill? Cap Brazov. Sure. From Minnesota, making his first. Clay- great. Clayton Keller. Easy name. Arizona, making his second. <laughs> Jordan Kiru. St. Louis, making his first. Nathan McKinnon from Colorado, making his fourth. He is also the captain. Joe Pavelski from Dallas, making his fourth. Cole Maker, McCarr, Yeah. something from Colorado, making his first. Jose Saros from Nashville, the goalie, making his first appearance. And Cam Talbot from Minnesota, making his first appearance. A lot of firsts on that team. Good for them. In the Pacific Division, here we go. Leon Dreisaitl, I know that name. Edmonton, third appearance. Jordan Eberle from Seattle. Second appearance. Yes, sir. Johnny Gaudreau, Calgary. Sixth appearance. Uh, Adrian Kempe, Los Angeles Kings. First appearance. Connor McDavid, Edmonton. Fifth appearance. Kimo Mayer. Meyer. I don't know. San Jose. First appearance. Marks. I want to say it's
0: Mayer. I think I've heard his name before. Yeah. That I could be is. wrong, though.
1: So the weird thing is, is I've heard like almost everybody's names before and I'm just like, <laughs> wow. I you can't. don't pay
0: attention when they say when they say it and like and God forbid, you know, you even try to repeat it. It's yeah. like trying to learn a different language.
1: Uh, Mark Stone, Vegas, first appearance. Troy Terry, Anaheim first appearance. Alex Petrangelo, Vegas, third appearance. Uh, your goalies are John Gibson from Anaheim and his third appearance, and Thatcher Demko, Vancouver, first appearance. So just real quick, I just wanna so um uh, the Penguins, when they made their back-to-back cup runs, they had a player named, so it's Connor Sherry, is how it's actually pronounced. Mm-hmm. um, But the way it's spelled, and everybody would honestly, honest to God, pronounce it Connor Sherry. And for, like, the longest time, everybody pr- pronounced it Connor Sherry, and he never corrected anybody. <laughs> and then finally, and I believe it was the offseason. The people. Yeah, it was the offseason the one time, and somebody was like, is that really how? Like they're like, oh, like how do you say your name? And he goes, it's Sh- it's Shiri, and everybody's like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, oh shit, and uh, or maybe I I I might have that backwards,
0: but yeah, everybody was
1: everybody was calling him one, and then finally he was like, yeah, no, it's it's the other way.
0: With that being said, I I do believe I don't remember a hundred percent, but I do believe that on Tuesday I might have called uh your boy, uh Flowery, Flurry Flurry or- it's Flurry, it's Mark Andre yeah. Flurry, yeah. It, so it is Flurry. Yes. Okay, because I seen I seen an Instagram post and they had a flower. No, so his, in the caption. Yeah, so, his so I n- was like, maybe I pronounced it wrong. No, his
1: nickname is Flower. Okay, but it is yes. pronounced Flurry.
0: All right, yes. Cool. All right. All right. I just want to make sure I don't want no disrespect, especially no. somebody of his stature. No. Yeah. I. I
1: and I mean, if, uh, so, so I always knew his name was Flurry, but I always I always spell it wrong. And I, well, I can't spell in general, but um, fair. So moving on. Uh, I have gone through the painstaking process of ranking all 32. Uh, st- I'm going to say starting. A lot of these are are the official starters. A lot of them. The, the, so I picked one goalie for every team who has played the most this year, um, and I have ranked them. The way I have ranked them, I have compiled their win, where they rank in wins, their goals allowed average, and their save percentage. Um, I averaged those placements together. And put them in a list. So,
0: and, that's and a lot he, of math for George, by the it way. It is. So, so yeah. um, but and and I want to make sure George made it sound like like I might have asked for this. No, so, he didn't. He didn't. That's So, this so, was, so, yeah. so this is Nick's, George was excited about it. So I am.
1: So th- Nick, I asked Nick the other day. I was like, okay, what do you like? We're we're teaching you all about hockey. Uh, you know, the next episode we're we're gonna like, what do you want to learn about next? And he's like, I want to know like who the best players are, and my tiny brains like you know what just rank all the goalies and then on each team just say who the best players are And i was like okay and so that's what i did and i just made it way harder on myself than i needed to i Um, mean the goalies are important too they they are and i mean a lot of these teams the best players are the goalies um (laughs) so uh we're gonna go from 32nd to first um so the number 32 goalie and again i am so sorry for butchering just about every one of these names um (laughs) but i yeah i didn't take russian or G- or german or finnish in in high school and college so you just got to deal with it so and it, it does not start off easy either uh number 32 buffalo dustin takasark takasarki sure thought you sneezed yeah um obviously one of the worst teams in the league um and they could just never figure out how to get that team run properly so the people that own the Sabers also own the Bills, um, and so for a oh, while, yeah. The, the yeah, considering unsuccessful um, and well, I mean, if you think about it for a while, the Bills were were garbage. Well, oh, that yeah, that's, um, all right, and so like they they finally in, started investing properly in the the football team, um, and obviously they're just not in the hockey team, um, <laughs> so he is uh, the goalie that plays the most, um, their best player is Tage Thompson. He's a center. Um, so, so with this too, I just went, so I am e- I'm either going to give you the best player or I'm also going to give you their most notable, like most well-known players. Yeah. Um, and there's a few one here, um, that I'm going to mention and I'm going to tell you who the, who I think the douchebags of the league are. Uh, cool. there's, there's three that I, there's three people that I absolutely hate. Um,
0: is Ovechkin one of them?
1: No, because I, i like, Ovechkin's like, he's a great player and I respect him for that, but he doesn't play like a, like a dirty douchebag. Oh. Um, so I, I have three players on here that I absolutely hate. Two of them are like league-wide. The third is kind of like a, a personal thing. Um, moving on. So number 32, Buffalo, Dustin Takasaki, and Tage Thompson, their best player. Uh, Montreal, their goaltender is Jake Allen. Very easy name. Um, our best player is Nick Suzuki. Uh, obviously, we just heard him named to the all-star team. Uh, probably their most notable name, and he's he used to be like a, a huge name. He's not as good anymore, but he's still a well-known name. Uh, Shay Weber, he's a defenseman.
0: Um, okay, I've heard the name before.
1: Yeah, he played it. He started his career in Nashville. He was there for years, and Nashville and Montreal switched him and PK Subban. Um, and Shay Weber became like really loved in Montreal. Just like I said, he's he's fallen off. Um, he's not as great as he used to be. Um, but still like I a very good defenseman i believe he hit, he has a record for the hardest shot so every year at the all-star game they do the skills competition mm-hmm. uh, and one of them one of the skills competitions is the hardest shot and i think he has a record of like 108 miles an hour Um yeah it's ridiculous oh yeah uh number 30 uh seattle is philip grubauer so your boy yes sir um their best players are jordan eberley uh their other notable player i want to mention to you is brandon Tanev um he played on the penguins last year and i absolutely love this man like i would run through a brick wall to meet brandon Tanev. um i just want you to like google him and i have i've
0: seen his hair at least i'm pretty sure that was him have, well, he it, long it, hair long brown he, hair
1: he does but have you seen the picture of him where he's just staring at the camera like he just saw like somebody get shot behind the camera <laughs> i'm gonna look it up right now because that, it is honestly like one of the greatest pictures ever and like that's just like his personality uh, he's like a wild man. Uh, that's what yes, I'm bro. For. It's right there. Yeah.
0: Actually, no. It's funny. Uh, a, a guy that I, I'm i a mutual friend that I had met um through one of my good friends, looks like almost exactly like this man, <laughs> and just as crazy too. A hundred percent. I guarantee. I don't even know. I don't even know Brandon here, but he looks crazy. Yeah,
1: but I I like I love this man. He's he's a lot of fun to watch um on and off the ice, um so a, a big name uh, for you to to remember, um. At the number 29 spot, uh, I need to do more math here because I've in the first slot, I have like the, the titles of everything. So it moved everything down. Hmm. So it says slot number 30, but I know I'm at 29. So I'm trying to do <laughs> math as I go here. My brain's just loading like a 2005
0: Dell computer. Yeah. Uh, 29. Hold on. I have a question before we okay, get to far. Ahead. Cause like, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, While well, I was trying to do research on the team and figure out like who was on and when, that's what led me to ask you the question I asked you that led to all this. Mm-hmm. Um, i had seen so they made it the article that i had found had made it sound like grubauer was actually a pretty pretty decent goalie, and i'm not sure like maybe just my idea of pretty decent and the league's idea of pretty decent are two different things because i think it said he had like a 92 percent save rate or something well maybe no, so um in other aspects so. no so, so he i'm just curious i'm just asking a question here yeah. no
1: so yeah he uh it... I don't know if it's maybe it's the year he's having or like, I I also understand it's an expansion team and they don't have the best players in the league. Um, Like Vegas got very lucky with a lot of the the people they got to pick. Um, Everybody like it had been so long since people did an expansion draft. And I I feel like a lot of people just weren't sure what they really wanted to do. Um, And a lot of the prospects that Vegas got, you know, really panned out for them. Um, Mm -hmm. This time around, everybody like protected a lot more of uh, the, like their key prospects and all that stuff. Um, so Seattle kind of just like didn't really get pick of the litter. Um, but Grubauer is is a really good uh, goalie. I do have a lot of respect for him. He was the Capitals backup for the longest time, hmm. um, and then he went to Colorado. He did really well there. Uh, they made a deep playoff run with him, uh, and then now he's in Seattle. Um, so I don't know if it's just growing pains with a new team, or if maybe he's just having a down year. What, it, whatever it is. Yeah, um, I think it probably oh, I'm, I'm sure. honestly a little bit of both, and that, that's why yeah. I did. So it's like at first I just had wins. That's why you averaged it. Yeah, yeah, I had I had the wins and goals allowed ranked, and I was like, well, like that doesn't say a lot because like you might only give up three goals, or like say your um, your goals allowed averages two point two, and. Like that's one thing, but if you're only facing like three pucks a game and you're giving up that average, like yes, yeah. that's, that's that's not good. Obviously, that's that's why I I added save percentage. Um, and I'm sure Again, somebody, I was just curious. Yeah, just no, I yeah, and, like, like I, said, I think give him because like ninety two to
0: me sounds good, but like ninety two in the NHL, especially a league that's based on good ass goalies, like ninety two could yeah. be poop. So that's why I asked. No, um,
1: so so yeah, twenty nine, uh, New Jersey Devils, Mackenzie Blackwood. Um, their best player is Dougie Hamilton. Uh, he's a defenseman. He's he's a really good young talent. Um, hopefully they can build around him. Um, and become competitive again. They've they've struggled here
0: for a couple years now. Um, did you see those Spanish American jerseys they had I the other night, I have, two or so. three nights ago? No, I don't think they're I pretty nice looking. They were like black, and they had the center in the middle, and then had Ooh. like a like a uh, Spanish. I I don't even know how to describe it behind the J, but like just. Sort of like a design, mm-hmm. kind of, yeah.
1: All right, I'll have to check this out. Uh, cool. Twenty-eight. We have Ottawa and Anton Forsberg. Uh, their best player right now is Drake Batherson. Um, so in twenty seventeen, Ottawa made the Eastern Conference Final. Um, they made they forced it to a game seven. They made it to overtime. Um, and it was it was like a really good like a feel good story. Um, because their goalie at the time, Craig Anderson, his wife had like just beat cancer, um, and he was able to come back to the team because he took some time off to spend some time with her. Came back, they made this huge playoff run, um, and like that was literally the peak of that franchise. And now they are like the bottom, bottom of the <laughs> bottom, um, and so yeah, really struggling out there. But they're they're trying to get it turned around. Uh, they're also fighting about getting a new arena and all this other stuff. So. Um, nice. It's, it's 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 a dumpster fire but um not not a like a a hated franchise or anything like that. Uh Edmonton uh, at 27 um Miko Koskinen Koskinen mm-hmm. something like that, yeah. Um their best player is in their most known player is Connor McDavid. Uh they also have Leon Dreisaitl, who's a really good player. Um uh, but yeah, Connor McDavid, Connor McDavid face of their franchise. The best player they've had on that team since Wayne Gretzky left. Um, if they could just build around him, like and and they screwed themselves because they give they gave him such a huge contract, but he deserved it. Uh, but they don't have enough money basically to sign other people, so <laughs> they, they always struggle to build around him. Um, number twenty six, uh, Philadelphia. We have Carter Hart now. Carter Hart is a, is a really good goalie. Um, he's honestly probably the best player on the team, but they have terrible defense. Uh, and just yeah. Um, so he he gets hung out to dry a lot of the times. Like a lot of his his stats aren't really his fault. Um, but he is he is a very good goalie. Um, just doesn't have a team around him. Their other most known player is Claude Giroux. He is uh, their center. He is also their captain. Um, he was supposed to be the answer to Sidney Crosby. Um, <laughs> and yeah, that hasn't panned out at all.
0: Um, I don't think you have an answer for Sidney Crosby. I really don't.
1: So you, some teams do, but. Like Claude Giroux is just he's he's good. He's not a great player though. At least, and I'm not just saying that the Pens. Like I'm a Pens fan. Like he he's a good player. Like if I had to, it was funny the one All Star game. It was, um, I believe it was him, Crosby and Ovechkin got put on a line together, and (laughs) it was it was just funny to try and like how they they made that work. Um, yeah. So moving on. Uh number 25 is the St. Louis Blues goaltender Jordan Binning Jordan Bennington, um really great young goaltender um led them to a Stanley Cup. I believe he's only like 20. 20 or 21. He was really young when he led them there. Um has started to struggle a little bit more recently. Uh their defense uh, has, has also um struggled uh the past two years now. Um Plus best player, best player, best player, Pavel. Good God, Buchnevich. uh oh. Yeah, yeah. Uh, some other notable players they have: uh, Robert Bortuzzo, and I cannot think of his Ryan O'Reilly. I want to say um, he's their center. Uh, Bortuzzo's their D, their D man. Um, moving on to twenty fourth, and this is not gonna be fun. Um. <laughs> I'm not even attempting this first name. Uh, his les- So it's K. Uh, Vegmelka. Yeah, that looks right. Vegmelka. Um, yeah, for Arizona. Um, their best player, Shane Gost to be here. Is beer. Yeah, you, you pronounce it Gost beer, but it literally looks like
0: Gost it be here. <laughs> but it's pronounced Goss- <laughs> <laughs> that, that reminds me, I just seen on Twitter earlier, that Marshawn Lynch video of that Cincinnati Bengals player, um, CJ... Spensata. Yeah, and CJ, who's your mama? (laughs) Yeah. Um, But yeah.
1: So, again, a really poorly run franchise. um, But Shane is is their bright spot. Uh, Moving on, number 23, we have Anaheim, uh, their goalie, John Gibson. Their best player is Troy Terry. uh, Just putting up ridiculous numbers this year. Um, Moving on, we have 22, Washington, Ilya Samsonov. Uh, their best players, obviously, uh, Ovechkin. Um, some other notable names. Uh, they have TJ Oshie, um, who was America's hero. Uh, I believe it was the 2012 Olympics, I want to say. Um, and then Nicholas Backstrom. Uh, Ev- Je- I can say this name. Evgeny, Kuznetsov. There we go. Um, now, another notable name on that team, and here we have our first douchebag, uh, is Tom <laughs> Wilson. Tom Wilson is honestly, like, you can ask any hockey, like, fan who they think the dirtiest player in the league is, and they're going to say Tom Wilson. Um, he's just a, a class one douchebag. Um,
0: oh, Ndamukong Sue of the NHL. Oh, he's
1: worse than, he makes Ndamukong Sue look like a fucking saint. Oh, man. Yeah, he is bad. Um, moving on, 21, we have Robin Leonard of the Vegas Golden Knights. Their best player is Chandler Stevenson, a notable name they have on their team now. Uh, they traded for him this year is Jack Eichel. Uh, Jack Eichel was a huge, huge name. Uh, he was a very highly touted prospect. Um, played for Buffalo for the longest time. Uh, did not want to play for them anymore. They refused to trade him. Basically, like kept him imprisoned. Uh, so last year he got hurt. Um, so I could sp- hear the quotes there. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> and didn't play all year. Kept demanding a trade. This year they finally traded him. Uh he struggled a little bit in his in his new team. Um so it'll be nice to see if he can save his career now that he's out of that uh hell hole known as Buffalo. Uh number twenty we have Colorado and Darcy Kemper. Kemper. Something like that. So oh. um so their best players are Cole McCarr, uh, and Nathan McKinnon. Nathan McKinnon is is very fun to watch on the ice. Um Number twenty, we have. What team did er- you say that was? That was Colorado. All right. Uh, number nineteen. I had to mix it. Number nineteen. Uh, Dallas and Braden Holtby. Um, their best player is Miro Heiskinen. I hope I'm saying that right. Uh, some other notable names on that team are Jamie Ben and Tyler Seguin. Uh, I actually went to college for a semester with Tyler Seguin's sister. Uh, nice. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Brayden uh, was like, a, a... <laughs> I was going <laughs> to just keep going. <laughs> okay. Um, Brayden Hopey was like one of the top tier, like goalies for a long time. He was on the capitals. uh, finally won a cup. I believe it was like that off season. He got, tr- he either got traded or he left in free agency, uh, went to Dallas and he's, he's not bad. Um, he's just definitely not at peak performance anymore. Um, so moving on, number 18, we have Minnesota and Cam Talbot. Uh, their best player is Jonas Brodine. Uh, he's a defenseman. Number 17, we have Elvis uh for Columbus. I name's mean, Elvis. Yeah, great name. Uh, their best player is Zach. Yeah, this is the one I struggled with earlier. Zach Werninski, uh, defenseman. Uh, moving on, number 16, we have the Winnipeg Jets. Their goalie is Connor Hellerbuck. Uh, great name. I always I always love hearing his name called. Just, just fun to say, Hellerbuck. Um Hellerbuck. yes, sir. Their best player is Kyle Connor. Uh their most I wouldn't say their most known player, um, but a f- well known player they have on their team is Paul Stastny. Um played on the Minnesota Wild for what seemed like forever. Uh, Was always on the USA hockey teams. Um, Just a huge name. He's in the twilight of his career right now, um, but he is on their team as well. Um, Number 15, we have the Los Angeles Kings and Jonathan Quick. Another player that has just been there for what seems like forever at this point. Uh, He's also their best player. Um, Another notable name they have is Anz Kopitar. Uh, He was there for a while he left to go back to europe and like the russia like eastern asia to play hockey um he's now back another notable name they have is drew doughty he's a defenseman he's another guy that has been on that team forever uh, back when they were making their cup runs and when they were like winning Stanley Cups just about every other year it seemed um those those three guys were on that team those 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 teams so like i said they've been there for forever Number fourteen, we have the Chicago Blackhawks and mark andre Fleury. Um, their best player is seth jones uh he's a defenseman uh Patrick Kane is a big notable name for them uh, he's a right winger he has been there for forever um, again one of the like a, one of the most entertaining hockey players to watch skill wise um i see and,
0: i I knew of Patrick Kane before I started watching hockey yeah they, they won
1: sure. a they won a <laughs> bunch of cups in the early. 2010s um then they've they've kind of fallen off since then they were they've always they were always like a really good team they make deep playoff runs they just couldn't make it to the finals or or when they did they they weren't winning um another player that the blackhawks have is his name is tyler johnson johnston um he was on the lightning for again he was on that team for forever it seemed like um he's now in the blackhawks he is dog shit he sucks now but I, I still hate his guts. Um this is one that like I don't think a lot of other hockey fans really have anything against him. I just think he has a super punchable face and any time I played the NHL video games, he would just always piss me off. Um so I hate his guts. Uh number thirteen, we have Detroit and good lord. Uh Alexander Ned ned joke... Fuck Alexander
0: Ned'll, <laughs> <laughs> Ned'll joke it, sure. Um Detroit's best players. Every, every time you have, like, real big trouble. Hold on, what team did you say this was? Detroit. Detroit. I got so focused on the name you said. Every time you have big trouble with one of these names, I look them up. <laughs>
1: yeah. Um, their best players are Mortiz Sider and Dylan Larkin. Um,
0: ah, the old Alex Neto. Yeah. 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 I don't See? blame you. Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> um, number 12. Uh. We have the San Jose Sharks and James Remier. I think that's right. Um, their best player is Timo Meyer. Uh, moving on, number eleven. Hold on a second,
0: oh, no, uh, before you get too far, here. oh, well, let me bring the oh, will it? Will it? No, okay, so Tyler Bert- Bertuzzi. Mm-hmm. When I was looking up uh the one guy that you just had trouble pronouncing his name, Alex, um, his picture it, when you Google the team and click on players. I'm pretty positive. It won't let me bring it up the, like a bigger picture, but I'm pretty sure in his picture in this, he has a black and blue eye. (laughs) I just happen to notice it.
1: (laughs) Love it. Uh, number 11, uh, Vancouver. We have Thatcher Demko. Uh, their best player is Quinn Hughes. Another notable name on that team is Bo Horvat. Uh, he's been there for a while now. Um, they used to have the Sedin sisters on their team for the longest time. Um, so sisters? Yeah. Yep. Sidine Sisters. Oh, okay. Um, yep. Uh now we are into the top ten. So at number ten, now uh we have Boston. They just got Tuka Ras back. Um he is most likely going to be their starter going forward, but he hasn't played enough games for a lot of his stats to be counted yet. So um I'm putting Linus Olmark on here at number ten. Um no, all of his stats are number 10 uh, for all the starters. Um, and like I said, <laughs> Ras just doesn't have enough uh, starts right now. Um, their best player and another league-wide hated douchebag um, is Brad Marjan. Um, everybody calls him the rat. Uh, I'm not kidding. He slew people left and right. Uh, just uh world-class douchebag. Um, Michaela, if you're listening, yeah, Marchand's a douchebag. I said it. Um, but she knows it. Um, another big name on that team is Patrice Bergeron. Uh, another guy that has been there for years. Uh, and like I said, Tukarask. Um, number nine. Uh, we have the Islanders and Ilya Sor- Sorokin. Sure. Um, their best player is Adam Pelich. Uh, a hu- a big name for them too is Matthew Barzal. A really young kid. I say kid. He's probably older than me,
0: honestly. I I always say kid. They can be 40. I'm like, yeah.
1: Um, (laughs) But a a big young name for them. Number eight, we have the Calgary Flames. Uh, Their goalie is Jacob Markstrom. Uh, Their best player is Elias Lindholm. He's a center. Number seven, uh, the number seven goalie, uh, the Florida Panthers, Sergei Bobrovsky. Uh, Everybody, his nickname is Bob. their best player right now is Jonathan Huberto. Uh, number six, we have Nashville and Jose Saros. Again, probably not saying that right. Uh, he is honestly their best player. Um, some other big names they have are Matt Duchesne and Philip Forsberg. Um, that's really a team where like they, they keep a, a lot of their core players around for a long time. Um, there's a few on this list I've already gone over that I just didn't really mention, but um, yeah. Uh, next up, we have the Tampa Bay Lightning. Their goalie is Andre Um. Again, I don't know why I'm stuttering over that so bad, but I'm not going to keep talking about it. Um, he is probably, I would say arguably, their best player. Um, really helps carry that team. Uh, he's carried them to back-to-back cup finals now. Um, big names on that team are Stamkos. Uh, he is their center. Uh, Victor Hedman. Is there a defenseman? Uh, He is like an eight-foot-tall giant. Um, He's not actually eight-foot. But I Uh, believe he's he's pushing seven. He's got to be close. If he's not at seven, I believe he's pushing seven. Um, And Nikita Kucherov.
0: um, He looks huge out there. I realized, especially now that I, like, I thought maybe before, but now that I've started watching it, I realized how absolutely huge some of these players look. And some of them are, like, Ridiculous. Poles. Yeah, like <laughs> this. Like, this
1: man is gigantically tall, and he's just like
0: thick. He like, probably just looks like a fucking boulder. Just yeah, when, whenever I, whenever
1: I play the NHL video games, I purposely like try and go fight him, and it's so funny <laughs> to like watch because like it zooms in, and like I'm like trying to grab his jersey, and I'm like just grabbing his stomach, and I'm just throwing punches at his like guts, and he's just like <laughs> looking down at me. It's 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 a lot of fun. Um, oh man. Number four. Uh, we have Toronto and their goalie, Jack Campbell. Um, he has been their best player this year. He has a reason that they are are doing as well as they are. Um, their other best player is Austin Matthews. Um, great young guy for that team, uh, the face of that organization, really. Number three, we have Pittsburgh and Tristan Jari. Um, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, he, he has arguably been their best player this year. Um, obviously, notable name on that team is Sidney Crosby. No, uh, yeah, right. Um, you have Jake Gensel, who's I would say the young face of that franchise. Uh, they have Evgeny Malkin. Um, he's been banged up this year, but um, definitely a, a organizational face. Um, they have Chris Letang, Brian Rust. Uh, I mean, it's my team. I could go on for for hours. Uh, moving on, number two—the Water Boy, the Puck Boy—yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, number two, we have Igor Shesterkin, uh, from the Rangers. Uh, again, arguably been their best player all year. Um, notice how the top five teams—they all have their goalie list as the best player. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. but yeah, so he's been their best player. They also have Artemi Panarin.
0: Um, his nickname mm, that sounds like some pasta. His nickname sorry, is Sorry, I'm
1: hungry. His, no, his nickname is a bread man. <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: See? We were uh, And Oh, I was getting ready to tell you that but then you yeah. kept interrupting me with fucking pasta. Um Listen, man, I'm hungry. You said Montreal earlier. I said mm steak. I don't even think you heard me. <laughs> I heard
1: you go mmm and I don't I probably no, you the didn't steak. <laughs> No. Um they also have Michael's Benajad. Um Oh, uh oh, sorry. Sorry. You you said Boston. Uh, or no, you said pasta. Sorry, and I was trying to remember. There's there's a guy named like his nickname is Pasta, uh, <laughs> on Boston David Pasternak, and his name uh. is Pasta. Um, yeah. On the, yeah. the Rangers, they have Michael Zibanejad. He is their center. Uh, very very big name for them. Uh, and the number one goalie this season. Now that this has all been this season. Um, we have Frederick Anderson from the Carolina Hurricanes. Again, their best player. Uh, some notable names. Is uh Sebastian Aho. Mm-hmm. It's probably not even how you say it, but it's literally <laughs> you know, spelled A H O, and I'm I don't give a shit. I'm pronouncing it a It is now. 100%. What'd oh, you boy, say, boy. Mama? She's a ho. Um another notable name is Jordan Stahl and Nino Niederreiter. Yeah. Mm. I can I can pronounce that right, but I can't say fucking <laughs> Alexander Net Ned Jack yeah, or Su or, or Suzuki, um <laughs> but yeah. So that is all thirty-two goalies ranked, um based off their stats this season, uh, along with their best players. Do you have any questions?
0: Uh, no. Other than the fact that that was a whole lot of information, I probably won't yeah. remember half of it. Oh, don't time. worry. This and is this, getting at least this was... is getting
1: sent to you, and it's gonna get put on Twitter so uh, so oh, everybody can man. see my rankings.
0: Yes, sir. And Instagram. I mean it at have... least gives me names to hear and as I hear them in yeah. games and stuff, it'll it'll help me exactly. integrate into into the game for sure. Yeah.
1: Uh next week we'll we'll go over a lot more like rules and stuff like that.
0: I was gonna say, yeah, because like my first thought, like when you were growing up the All Star team, was like, okay, so there's four different teams, which I assume mm-hmm. would mean two different games.
1: You know what, we're we're here. Let's let's talk about it. so the way they do uh their their all star game, um so there's there's the four divisions. So they do um 3v3s uh so it's your your two attackers and uh defensemen get put out on the ice um and it's it's so it's the overtime rules but they do doing the All-Star game mm-hmm. um i want to i want to say it's a 20 minute like a 20 minute period um and that's what the first game is um so it's the Atlantic and the Metro first and then the Central and the Pacific play each other and then the winners of that play um, for like the All Star Championship or whatever you want to call it. Okay. Um, so it's it's I they might do I can't remember if they do like a loser game two or I really can't remember at this point. Um, but I know that for sure they do three. Um, and yeah, that's how that's how they do their All Star. Um, and then the, so that's on Sunday night. On Saturday night is when they do the skills competition. Um, they have the fastest skaters who can skate a lap the fastest. Um, it, I believe they do like a, a a skill relay, so somebody needs to make like three shots, and then it's the next guy, and he has to like weave in and out of the cones. Um, I forget what the last guy does. Uh, they have the hardest shot. Um, they have the accuracy challenge, so they put four plates in the corners, uh, and they time you, and whoever has the fastest time at knocking the plates like out wins. Um, I and I. Like I love the All Star Game, especially now that they updated the format. It is definitely a lot better. It used to, it used to just be like two teams and they played a full game. And I'm not kidding you, the final score would be like 15 to 14. Like the goalies <laughs> just didn't give a shit. It um, was, like what I'm not. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so it was just kind of like nobody really watched it. Uh, but the skills competition has always been so much fun to watch. Uh, I always look forward to skills competition. Um, there's probably some others I'm missing. Uh, I know they do a, a passing competition. They put like the little small nuts out. That might be part of the the relay. Um, mm. But yeah, it, it's it's a lot of fun to watch. Um, it sounds like. But yeah, next week we'll we'll definitely go over a lot more of like the rules, and maybe some rivalries, things like that to uh, keep introducing you and maybe some other people out there listening to the to the game of hockey. Uh,
0: but yeah. Yeah, it's, that, it's that's great. all i I'm, have i'm enjoying yeah i'm enjoying my time getting into it uh i actually texted george before we hopped on here and i was like i wish my team wasn't playing at 10 p.m because i get up at 5 a.m so yeah. i'm in i'm like laying in bed by 8 45 9 o'clock at the latest so start times 10 i won't be watching that game tonight but i'll check it out in the morning um
1: but penguins played in with, so I'll, I'll be watching they played at seven so i'm watching that
0: there you go there you go with all that being said uh i believe unless george here has anything else to to add to this podcast you got anything to say george um
1: no i think i'm good
0: all right well with that being said that wraps up uh another meeting of the mula mafia here today um, again i know we stress this a lot but it, it means a lot to us uh, show us the love on the social media i'm starting to get some more reactions on twitter so that's good to see um Again, we're we're working on trying to, to bring more content in more ways, uh, through TikTok, Instagram, whatever it is. Um, you know, it it's it's very difficult at this point uh, because we haven't really found our rhythm outside of the podcast. Like George and I feel like we're doing a good job in the podcast um, and what we talk about, uh, but it's just a matter of of finding our rhythm uh, outside in order to bring the most and best content uh, to you guys. So by all means, uh, show us love for what we do put out. Uh, especially on the Twitter. I'm active now. I do work, uh, so I'm not on Twitter throughout the day as much, but from like 3 p.m. on, uh, I, I try to be active on Twitter. Definitely um, be active with me, communicate with me, Um, you know, whatever. And uh, all the social medias, like I said, show us love, uh, let us know what you think so we can continue to better ourselves. Absolutely. And with that being said, Everybody have a great weekend. Enjoy the divisional round of the NFL playoffs. Uh, If you're into hockey, enjoy the hockey. If you're into basketball, enjoy the basketball. Uh, If you're not in anything, I'm not sure why you're listening to this, but by all means, we're glad to have you. Uh, But uh, everybody have a great weekend, and we'll see you on Tuesday. Bye-bye. Who's got internet that's never lagging? Whose groceries do their own bagging? Who's got hair worth extra bragging? With pants that aren't too sagging? They only put up with a little nagging. Who's hotter than a fire-breathing dragon? Jack Waggon.